Ladies and gentlemen, around the world, this is Gavina T.K. Kirkland. You're listening to the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, this is the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. And you already know my where I've moved through this world, ladies and gentlemen. I, I meet some crazy people. I meet some good people. But I always try to promote people who I think has a good character, especially when it comes to being a young man. And this brother fits the blueprint of what I put out there <clears throat> in the universe. His name is Zoe. We are doing a comedy show July 10th at um, uh, Country Hill um, Amphitheater in Chicago, Illinois. And I just want all the young promoters out there who are striving to be something, to know how to multitask. I think this brother can inspire even the women. We all inspire each other to some extent. I mean, the man cuts hair. He does concerts. He has a trash company. He washes windows. He still has time to take his wife and kids some fucking wear. Like, this shit is unreal. And I just love the brother. Zoe, what's going on, family? What's going on, TK? Appreciate you inviting me on the podcast. Yeah, I, I thought I'd surprise you. That's what I like to catch people of God. Thought I'd surprise you on this one. So, Zoe, tell the, the world, because, you know, my show is not local, it's everywhere. Um, how'd you get into the business? Let's start out with how you started cutting hair. Then you jumped into the concert world or did you jump in the concert world first and you jumped back into cutting hair? Well, I started cutting hair back in, uh, 2007. I actually, uh, I made some, uh, um, you know, unfortunate, uh, decisions when I was in college. I had a full ride okay. for wrestling. Okay, and, slow um, down, because I like to hear that part, because there's a lot of motherfuckers right now who fucking up. So what happened? Uh, I went to college, and, you know, um, it's an old saying, uh, you could take you could take the uh, the brother out the hood, but you can't take the hood out the brother. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I uh, was a great example of that going, you know, off by myself to college. I didn't know how okay. to, um, you know, make decisions for myself. Uh, mm. At the time of my life. So, was the people influencing you, or you, or, or did you sabotage yourself? And the reason why I say that, when I was growing up, when I look back at things, no one did nothing to me. I did it to myself, making bad choices. And I'm glad I decided want to do the right thing. I want to know what your situation was. Uh, it it mainly um. It, it was, you know, looking back, it's, you know, I tried to blame every everything around me, um, you know, based on with my decisions. But ultimately, it it, it comes down to just, you know, um, just owning your own stuff, and that's that's basically, you know, what happened with me. I had gotten to an altercation with a gentleman, and I had the opportunity um, to walk away from the situation, but I let people in pride get in my way of making a better decision for me. Well, at the time, I thought it was a better decision because, I mean, yeah. ultimately, I turned a lot of things around. It's crazy okay. how if you had an extra five minutes, an yeah. extra ten minutes, how your yeah. life could be changed. Do you know how many people are dead or in prison because of that? Yeah, I appreciate that. Name? 
I preach that to everybody that comes into my shop, man. I tell them, don't let a five-second decision make a lifetime decision for you. And that's 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 real deep, and I don't think a lot of people really understand that, is that a five-second decision can ultimately change a, a lifetime decision. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It really can. And when you grow, everybody want to be grown so fast that it's, it's yeah. best to shut the fuck up. Do you agree? Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> more so. If we learn how to listen a little bit more and retain, you know, from what the the older generation, that's the biggest thing. When you, you, you turn into that year of your 18th birthday, you feel like, okay, the world tells you you're an adult, but the people who you do have in front of you or at least around you somewhat tell you, like, slow down, you know, let it yep. come to you. It's like, no, yep. oh, I'm going to be an adult. Right. I'm trying that on play they don't out. Get, I don't think you're grown. I'm in my 60s, so let me tell you when I think you're grown. This is my definition of what I think. To the people who are listening, I need you to listen to what I'm saying. And like the gentleman Zoe just said, see, I'm your OG. I've right. been on the fucking world 61 years. You really can't tell me too much because I've seen it. Exactly. Especially me. I ain't talking about the local OGs. I'm talking about a motherfucker who's been around the world since he was 14 years old. And when you say that, fam, we try to give people advice because you're not grown to me until, if you're 18, you're not grown until you're 38 years old. Let me tell you why. I think you need 20 years of experience on this planet to know how to control the climate. Now, let me say, join me now. A lot of people jump into the fire at 18, 20, 21, 22. Yeah. Right. But imagine if you had more time to be prepared for a relationship. Imagine you had more time to be financially prepared to have a nice apartment or a home or a car. Imagine you had a nice time prepared that you traveled the world before you truly settled down. I'm not, and, I, and I say settle, ladies and gentlemen. I don't mean you have to be in a relationship. I mean settle down mentally, settle down spiritually, settle down with your thoughts. Is it learn how to live by yourself? See, because some young men and some young women, when they get in relationships at, at a young age and they do break up with a person, they jump into another relationship because they're afraid to be by themselves. True. Some people don't know how to pay a bill. Some people don't. See, these things, you need 20 years of life to truly enjoy the richness of this world. Because, see, like you said, everybody does things backwards. Women get pregnant at a young age and all of a sudden want to go to college or finish their education. Rappers come out of school, good kids growing up. You become a rapper, now want to be a gang member and have crime. Like, the way we think is backwards so yes and it's not about me today it's really about you Zoe, so I, I can take this now so many i just wanted to put that information into the world to let people understand stop thinking ass backwards so you made these decisions how long was you cutting hair before you decided to get into the entertainment world and what made you get into the entertainment world um so I think I've, no, I don't think, I, I've I've been cutting hair before the entertainment side probably uh, 10 years, maybe 10 or 11 years, and um, then I decided to, you know, start doing uh, 
you know, the entertainment side of things. And it generally, like, with barbering, it's, it, barbering is so unique. And I say it's so unique because we encounter so many people that come sit in our chair. And, yeah. you know, I could have did a million different things. Like, I could be talking to you today and say that I cut hair and I own a trucking company because, like, I have so many truck drivers that I encounter. Or I could be saying I'm a talent agent because I have so much talent. Like, the the, the ultimate um, greatness of my, my haircutting skills and ability has led a lot of unique people to sit in my chair. And, you know, that's kind of what's given me um, – great opportunities, I should say. And okay. because of my, you know, my my structure and how I'm built, you know, I was able to just jump right in, um, just not only with, you know, my business mind, but also, you know, I had, you know, the finances to back it as well. But that just comes okay. the structure over the years that I've, you know, acquired. Right, right, right. So, uh, yeah, it's been about, uh, like, you know, four or five years that I've, you know, been dealing with the, the entertainment side. And um, Did you do stand-up comedy or do you do stand-up shows and music? I do both. I do both. I, 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 see, I do. I'm, I'm not even going to lie to you. Uh, if it makes a dollar, it makes sense to me. I mean, I like, if, if you are a tap dancer and I think that I can – present you as a tap dancer to the world i'm gonna have a show about tap dancing i mean it's just it's just got to make sense at the end of the day and you you kind of like from the business side you are, you really understand that um when you know what's when you're in the world when you know what's going on you can't say that you you know still with a 90s mentality saying that you know this is what needs to happen we need to get out here with plugs and fires and cds and say we're gonna promote a show like that's not just time and error no more we just right. a different type of time, podcast, social media, um, you know, email blasts. It's just a whole different type of way to, you know, promote certain things. And then, you know, the world will tell you what it's really like, what it's really in tune with as well, the the, the funnier comedians or the the Instagram influencers. You know, it, it just, it's just got to make sense at the end of the day, and that's where I'm at. Like, if it makes okay. sense, uh, we doing it. Okay. All right. And um, how do you juggle your relationships with your family, cutting hair, and doing entertainment, doing the show, doing the concerts? And I coach basketball. We didn't oh, know that. God, I didn't know I, that. High school basketball. Well, I'm going to stop you for a second real quick, and let me get this in there real quick. I'm going to share something to the world. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to hear something. Not only does he cut hair, he's a family guy. He does concert, but he says a coach. To all the coaches in this world, to all the parents who take their kids to practice football, basketball, swimming, that coach is the bridge to your child being mentally tough, and mentally successful for the rest of their life, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you could be a good dad. You could be a good mom. Coaches, I'm going to repeat it. Coaches is the greatest thing that can change a young boy in a young man's life. I had a coach in high school named Mr. Jones. 
And Mr. Jones, to this day, we still stay in touch because he was such and still is a great person. And as I was going through this journey in life, I, you know, I was fucking up. Let me give this example real quick. I didn't go to track practice one day. I wanted to go see the um, rival high school teams playing basketball. You know, young kid, 13 years old, 14, wanted to hang, see the girls and hang out and shit. And during the game, after the game was over, Mr. Jones, I guess, came from practice and came over to the game. And it seemed like the the sea parted, like Moses opening the Red Sea. All of a sudden, there was Mr. Jones. And he said to me, Kirkland, I'm going to get you. Okay? And he said that. Still went to practice. Weeks later, you know, you're traveling and you make the relay team or the travel, and I made it. And Mr. Jones came up to me and said, Kirkland, I got you. He's not going. He held me accountable for my decision. And I'm in my 60s. This happened when I was fucking 14 years old. And I still set those examples to people to this day, though, to hold them accountable. And the young the young kids out here sometimes think that the things that I say on Vlad, the Breakfast Club, 85 South is over their heads. But I really, like you said, when you got an OG such as me, you know, I won't pat myself on the back, such as T.K. Kirkland, you got to listen because I kind of know what I'm talking about. Like Young Thug has been a topic over the last couple weeks. People were a little upset with me because they were saying I should be a, um, a probation officer trying to tell Young Thug he should take a, 40-year, he should take a plea bargain right. from prosecutors. Now, what people don't understand, and I hope people who are listening now, and I hope you can understand too, though, I said he should take a plea deal because he controls what happens to him. Do you understand? See, you right. take a plea deal, you control what happens to you. If you go to trial, you're letting other people hey, exactly. decide what's going to happen to you. And I know he has attorneys. Yeah, here's and here's a part that niggas don't think. I know he got attorneys. He got white attorneys. And the devil, I'm going to call them devils right now because I love white people too and uh, all the white people listen to my show. I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about the title now of attorneys because I've been here. When you are fighting for your life, them attorneys that make you think they rocking with you. They say the right things. They say they're going to fight for you. All your life, all they want is that check. They want that motherfucker check, and they will milk you dry until you don't have another dime. And you understand that? There ain't a motherfucker attorney now. If you paid him, if he milked you for five, seven, eight hundred thousand, and you get ready to go to a retrial, and you said you didn't have it, you good for it? The motherfucker wouldn't do it. Am I right or wrong, Zoe? Uh, you're 100% right. They, I don't give a fuck if you paid him 800000 up front and he fought your case for years. And he said, I, I got to charge you another 100000 and you don't have that motherfucker not going to court with you. All right. So I told everybody, yo, young thugs, you take the plea deal because here's some of the stuff, and we get back to you, though. He got a RICO on him. They arrested 28 co-defendants. 26 have turned informant against him. Ain't no way out of not that. Not one, not two, 26. 
Then they built the case against you since 2015. Then everybody around you who is associated with that business is getting denied bond. They're not playing. They're not playing. So I would tell my attorney, look, I'm a man. I'm a hand of this shit. Let's make a plea deal. Now, we'll fight a plea deal, go back and forth. They might say 50 years. But guess what? When you get ready to go to trial, they give you what you want because they don't want to go to trial. They don't want to go to trial either. Am I right along, though? They don't want to go to trial. They'll they'll make you think they they won't give you what you want. But if you get ready to go to trial because they don't want to do all the work, they lay you to too. And they rather have the conviction. That's how prosecutors get promoted. They want the conviction. They want the 99% conviction rate. It makes them look good, especially this is a high-profile case. And that's what I was trying to say, ladies and gentlemen. You ever get in trouble and you got that type of weight over your head, take the power away from the people who are applying the pressure. And that's why I told the world that young thugs should take a plea deal. It might sound harsh. It might sound fucked up right now. He goes to trial with the indictment they have against him. He's done. R. Kelly, too. R. Kelly should have never went to trial. But his ego fucked with him. He knew he was guilty. He knew he was guilty. They built a case against the man for, for years. He should have took the plea deal. He goes to court um, on the 26th or 29th of this month. He's going to get more than 25 years. I, matter of fact, I'm thinking he's going to get life. And then not only that, he has to go to trial in another state, I think New York City. And they are not going to run it concurrent. Do you understand, though? See, people are not thinking. I'd have took a plea deal in Chicago, New York, and I'd have my attorney can we try to run this shit concurrent, get me on federal charges, and I go to one prison, and I might do 40 years, but I get to see daylight one more time. And I still get residuals from my music. It may not be thousands and thousands, but in 50 years, shit, I might have a couple million to bank. That's all Kelly. He getting nice checks. Yeah, but you figure you went to, you went to court and and somehow some way got out of you know what you got out of last time. You trying to, I mean, that's like you say, that's the stupidity of some of us, man. We just um, we don't think it through, man. We trying to just live for the day, I guess. You, you, yep, you believe the bullshit. Like, don't get me wrong, you can fight some things, but not when they watched you for a long time. Not much. if the feds are involved. Now, you can beat the feds. I've seen it. I think I beat a fed case in my life. I think you can beat a fed case. But not today. Not with the cameras and shit. Not with the witnesses they have today. Not with all the things to prove. Like, see, cameras work against blacks and criminals, but it don't work against the cops who shoot African-American men who don't have a gun. If you ain't got a gun and a cop shoots you and they got on video, that cop's still going to walk away a free man. They're going to find a reason to make that cop look good. These are just the facts. These are just the facts. Um, um, 
What's my man who got his knee put on him? I'm George Floyd. George Floyd, yes. This man almost got off, y'all. Like, we went to trial for something that we saw, the world saw with their own eyes. We still went to trial to prove that he was guilty. We went to trial when we saw it on TV. This shit is, this, this fucking world is insane. It's insane. But we're getting off down another path, so I'm sorry. I just had to go down that path. Yeah, but um, we were talking about coaching, ladies and gentlemen, and this man is powerful, especially in the state of Illinois, especially in the city of Chicago, where the death rate is so damn high that I'm quite sure at least two or three people a year that you cut their hair don't show up no more. Yeah, and that's. I mean, you know, you this the what the time we're living in, in Chicago is it's really something that you honestly would. It's movie like. It's really movie like, and I don't know if they're trying to play make a play out of a movie to make this a movie. But uh, what I tell most of my people, like when I'm on the expressway, like and this is just trying times. You got to keep your head on the swivel like it's football practice. Like, yep. It's not like back in the day, like, you know, you get into it with somebody at the club or something like that or just, you know, places where you know bad stuff could potentially happen. Now it right. doesn't matter where. It could be church. It could be the expressway. It could be just any the downtown, any particular place, anything can go wrong. And it's just unfortunate, man. It makes you not want to do anything in this city. And it's such a beautiful city. I love Chicago. Oh, um, man, I love it too, yo. Yeah, but it's, it. it has its moments. It definitely does. Yes. I've been coming to Chicago since 1988 when I was on tour with NWA. Then I came back and did the Regal with Too Short one year. That's how far I go back. Oh, man. Yeah, I go back when Chicago looked like a war zone downtown. Yeah, and that city at night is one of the most beautiful cities in the world. During the day, Chicago at night. Oh my God, that shit's amazing. That city's amazing. So, with your coaching, what sport? Basketball. All right, now what made you choose that? Uh, so I, I didn't play basketball in high school, but I was a neighborhood legend. Like <laughs> I was definitely one of those. Like, I didn't play basketball, but. I was uh, I, in, in, in you know, in the hood, you know, that's just all we did. I mean, there's only a few sports you can play outside every day. You're either going to play piggy, uh, football, uh, sideline, uh, tackle football in the street. Right, so yeah. play basketball. And uh, on our block, it just seemed like we was all hoopers on there. So it's always just been, you know, basketball. But I was just really talented at wrestling when I was in high school. Okay. Uh, my senior year, I, I was ranked sixth in the state, so that's how I got my scholarship for wrestling. Um, okay. But, yeah, basketball has always been – it's just been there. Yeah, I'm a great basketball player until you sh- until you see me shoot the ball. <laughs> <laughs> the Nigga, I come out on the court looking amazing. You think I was Steph Curry, yo, the way I come out on the court. Until you put me in the game, and then I shoot, and you go, time out. 
<laughs> Get the ball over there. the fuck out the game. Wow. Oh my god, nigga! I can I can box out. I can play defense, but once I shoot, dude, like this motherfucker has no athleticism whatsoever. So now, how many years have you been coaching basketball? Uh, I've been I've been coaching about six years. I started off with the little kids, and now I coach high school. So it's been about okay. Anybody go to college? Anybody in the NBA? Uh. So I coach JV. I'm not on the varsity side. We just had a kid uh, at our school, um, which was a part of our program, Ty Rogers, um, top 50 in the uh, in the nation. He's he's going to Illinois this uh, this fall. Uh, just won a gold medal with the uh, U.S. team, uh, the 18U team. So yeah, uh, be looking out for him. He's definitely uh, a high NBA draft pick in the next couple of years. Oh, that's just awesome. Now, real quick before we ask you about um, the concert promotion, give me your true opinion of Stephen Curry. You want the, the absolute truth? Yes. The absolute truth. Steph Curry is top five of all time. I have this argument all day long, and the only rebuttal I tell people that they can tell me about this individual is, they don't want him in the top five because he likes him. Like, I really, that's all I feel like that's left. <laughs> man has done all he can do. Why is he not top five all time? Like, I will have this argument forever. He is top five all time. Like, the name of the game is put the ball in the hoop, and he does it like no other. Like, I love yeah. Michael Jordan, Chicago forever, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, but Steph Curry in that mix. I mean, he just solidified himself, got a fourth title, got his MVP. He's the only unanimous uh, MVP to ever touch the game. I mean, that's even over the great suite I just named. So, you know, why is right. he not in the conversation? Right? And Michael Jordan could never shoot the ball from half court. Half go court. In. change their defensive strategy because of this man. They're setting screens by the NBA logos. Like, that's and, – and, and his shot is, is high efficient from that area. So, you have yeah. to – like, that's a cold brother, man. Yeah, he so, can shoot. As soon as he passed the line from half court, he could shoot it right from there. That's crazy. I pick him as number one, fam. And let me tell you why I pick him as number one. As you get older, yeah, talent is important. You love talent. You love smartness. But nothing like a man's character. Right. His character. Is, as a man, is amazing because he's a nice kid. He's just genuinely nice. And then he's mature enough because what people understand, he gave up his starring role to let Kevin Durant shine when Kevin Durant came there. Because the goal was to win championships. Like, that's what it's about. Mentally, a lot of people can't do what he did, so he's a champion in that category as well. He gave up his team to let Kevin Durant shine. That's fucking unbelievable for a, a human, a person of his stature to do that. So I put Kevin, I mean, Stephen Curry as number one best ball player in the history 
of the NBA, hands down. There's nothing like this man, nothing like him. He's the greatest shooter. And see, and then when you talk about the Michael Jordans, and it goes to show you about the era and people, uh, how people have lost respect for the OGs. If you're going about titles, Bill Russell shall always come number one. Yeah, always. Am I right or wrong? No, that's the truth. He, he's man with all. He got his hands full. I mean, he got eleven rings, and nobody never says he's number one. If it's about titles, because that's what they always bring up. How many titles you got? If it's about titles, it's Bill Russell. Yeah. So the conversation at the shop, because he came up a few times, and the conversation with that was um, when Bill Russell was winning titles, the athletic ability of a lot of people that were playing with him wasn't the same. You know, you had a lot of people who had. It doesn't matter. It, I mean, this is a conversation that, you know. Right, like, right. We With the barbershop, you know, every other day it's an argument enough. That's just a yeah. The holy grail of, of the barbershop is to come in and dispute your opinion at the end of the day because that's what it all it is, is, is an opinionated feel because everybody has their own perspective of the That's of true. The that's game. true. you got to respect. I've always had this rule. I have to respect your opinion. Like, I believe that a man and woman is entitled to their opinion. So it's true. So here's the bottom line. We'll never get a unanimous decision on that at all. But we'll have a unanimous. But right now, Stephen Curry is the man. <laughs> but we'll have a unanimous MVP. You're the only one to do it, though. The only one. Right. That we got, it should be Bill Russell. should be Bill Russell. This Stephen Curry. And if it's not Stephen Curry, everybody should be under Bill Russell. Just FYI. Yeah. So you swung over from coaching to the entertainment. And what was your first show, and what year did you start? Uh, I had a few local shows. This was in 2000, uh, what was it, 2017, 18, like the end of 2017. Um, I did uh, a few a few local shows. Like it wasn't um, – this was just to get my feet wet. Um, the first major show I had was uh, about a year ago. When I say major, it's just because of uh, when it boils down the number of seats in the venue to me. Um, mm-hmm. cause, I mean, you know, the more seats, the more um, money you can acquire. Um, depending, on, depending on the talent, let me take that back. Depending on the talent, because you can go book a venue and then put someone who's not worth the venue. That's another thing people got to start realizing. Like, don't go get a venue if you don't have the talent to fit that venue. Because right. You're gonna end up in the hole real quick. Um, so uh, that kind of was. Uh, we had a great show last year uh, with that particular show. Um, it, 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 that that show overall um, taught me a lot. The, the easier, smaller venues are easier to do because when you're a popular person and people respect you, they support you. And so right. when you two, three, four hundred seat of venues, it's not hard to fill them up because it's more. It's a real quick, he's, you know, this person knows this person, this person, this person, and they all just buy the tickets solely off the first initial person. But when you get into the thousand seaters, it, uh, you know, it, it becomes, you know, a little different of a ball game. Now you need, like, 
uh, areas of people to come come out and check you out, and now you're basing it off of what they generally like. Generally like, like okay, uh, you got a certain comedian. Uh, you may think he's funny, but is he funny to everybody else? Do people know right. him? Do they know him? Um, even with R and B and rap, um, do they? Is this person hot? Like how many songs they have, and then you talk to them. Like it's it's the this game is. Uh, it's cold, but it's fair. It's cold, but it's fair. I mean, everybody has a potential part in 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 making a epic show or a fail a failed show. Right. And it's just finding your place and knowing where your place is. And that's that's another thing. You know, you got uh, comedians trying to be the promoters. You got the promoters trying to be <laughs> the, the bigger than the show. It's a lot. It's it's really a lot. And you know, like I said, you got to. You just got to be a solid person and hope to, you know, there's a lot of so, uh, solid, you know, celebrities out there. There's some that's out there that's uh, like, yeah, I don't want to talk to them no more. And, I, and I'm and i not going to lie, I think I told you this on the phone a few times, like, out of all the people I've met over these years, like, and I've met, you know, a, a lot of them, like, you probably, like, one of the coolest, realest people I've, and I haven't met you in person yet, but July 10th, yeah. not, whenever I finally meet you, I know, you know, it's definitely going to be, Magic in the L, but you over the phone like you've been a dope person, and I was like, man, I I don't want to blow your phone up and just to you know get some jams from you every day because I'm like, man, don't call me every day, but you are a real cat, and that's you know that's that's what you need, you know, uh, in in your life, like you said, the the real OGs, not the not the fake ones, not the you know the forty year olds that you know just swear they know everything. You need people that's really been been in in the dirt, and then gotten dirty, then got up, dusted themselves off, and fell again, and 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 learnt from every mistake, and know how to like push it off to you, so you don't make those mistakes. That's another thing too. A lot of OGs don't even want to be OGs. They 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 got the mentality of uh, man, you got to learn how I learn, and that shouldn't be the the mind aspect. And that's why I think a lot of people rock with me is I'm not an OG yet, but where I'm at in my life. I will show the next man how to get here. Like I'm not, I, I'm not. It's no crab in the barrel with me. If right, you want right. to see where I'm at, I'm going to show you. I got two new barbers in my, in my shop right now. And they're female barbers at that. And I told yeah. them when I first met them, I said, "You got to leave your feelings at the door. Feelings mm -hmm. are for people." And they looked yep. at me. And said, I'll be having some dope quotes here and there that I really be coming up with. I told them, feelings are for broke people. And they mm -hmm. they really don't understand what I'm saying. I said, because when you're in your feelings, you have no room for growth. you always right. thinking you're gonna you're being attacked. And that's not the case. If you want to be where I'm at, it's going to come with a lot of back, uh, a, a lot of back, uh, you know, comments. And, and it's just not going to be easy for you because it, it wasn't easy for me. Now, if it's easy, then you kudos to you. But, I mean, I know what it took to get where I'm at. I'm not saying that I'm – because right, my ceiling is still so far, I can't even still see it. I'm growing every day, every year. That's so it's true. Bigger, better. I'm meeting new people. I'm meeting more connect, and you know, it's just shaping me up for you know my my uh, five star moment that you know I'm, right. I'm going to get. So, but where I'm at now, I definitely try to you know preach this knowledge to all the the young brothers, the young ladies. The older people than me, people, because like you said, like 
people be 35, 36, 40, 41, and they they they're still not where they need to be in life. Mm-hmm. I like I that's one thing. Like your 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 thing was like 20 years, 38. My thing is, you just gotta go through enough experiences and know how to learn from the experience because you could be 45 years old and still have the mentality of an 18 year old. And I know by me being a bar, I could tell you, I know a handful of them. Like they nickel and diamond, uh, check to check, like just just not not looking for growth. They're comfortable where they're at. Mm-hmm. And, um, because the world has let them become well, they think they're comfortable. They have right. in their mind that this is this is this is a life I'm willing to live. But then watching everybody else live just a little bit better life. So you know, I even coach them like, hey, do this. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, do do you know? No, don't do it that way. Like, try to do it this way and see. And then they do mm-hmm. it and they get better results. But so, it goes back to who raised you. That's yeah. I never knew when I came up with that how powerful that was. Who raised you is one of the most powerful statements anybody could ever say in their lifetime when you meet someone. Because what you just described was how a person was raised and their genetic code. Because your DNA plays such an important part of who you become as well. Mm-hmm. Then you got to have mindset. And I tell people this, when I want everybody to listen, we're going to move on. I got to get ready for my event soon. You're born on this earth, and I want people to think about what I'm about to say to you, and I want you to say this for the rest of your life. What is your purpose on earth? Did you come here to create pain, or did you come here to create happiness. You got a choice. Did you come here to create misery and confusion and fuck up people's lives? Or did you come here to contribute to change for mankind? It's something to think about. So, ladies and gentlemen, listen, I could talk to this brother forever. We have a show, July 10th. That's going to be at Country Hills Amphitheater. It's T.K. Kirkland, Ballhead, one of them fly niggas out of New York, this nigga named Capone, hosted by my man Mike um, from Chicago. And headlining, I'm going to say headlining since there's been a problem with headlining around the country the last few weeks with that word, people tripping about who's the headliner. Headlining comedian T.K. Kirkland. Zoe, tell them how to get tickets to the show. Tell them if they're in Chicago to come get their hair cut by the Flyers Barber in the Midwest. All right? And give them all the information that's important to our show, July 10th. And to all my people from Australia, Japan, Dubai, my people out in London, all right? You know, I love you guys. My people out in Paris, you know, I see you all the time. Thanks for all the love that you give me. Thanks for coming to all my shows to my people in Liverpool, Manchester, man, can you believe a kid from Jersey City, New Jersey, have been all over the world. Tell them about your barbershop. Tell them about the show July 10th and give them your handle so they can follow you on um, IG. All right, yeah, I definitely appreciate that. Yeah, so with the comedy show, we got uh, the comedy show at the Country Club Hill Amphitheater. That's July 10th. 
Uh, like you said, we got uh, Big Mike Hostin, Ashima Franklin, Martini Harris, Uncle Rail, Ballhead. Uh, we got my brother Capone. And then we got the big dog headlining the show and, and ending us off with a good night. T to the mother Kirkland, boy. You know what time it is. Uh, the tickets. Tickets, you can go on Eventbrite. Uh, keyword, here we go again. Uh, if you're in the Chicagoland area and you want to get enhanced tickets, you can uh, also reach me at uh, 312. 532-1770. Uh, and also my Instagram handle is uh, Zorilla underscore face. That's Z-O-R-I-L-L-A underscore F-A-D-E-Z. And you can also DM me there. VIP tickets is on sale as well. That gets you access to VIP seating and the day party. The day party is hosted by Shauna and uh, Tifa from 106.3. And uh, sounds by DJ Rock. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, get there. It's going to be a good time. I'm coming in a couple of days early with my my daughter to have a good time. Today is Father's Day, but when this comes out, it'll be after Father's Day. So um, shout out to the fathers. It's going to be a day that just comes out on Monday. Um, to all the fans around the world, you know, this is the T.K. Kirkland podcast. So listen, um, this week, February 20th, I mean February, Lord, you see how my mind is. June 24th, 25th, if I'm not mistaken, I'm at Virginia Beach Funny Bone. Get your tickets, ladies and gentlemen. Let me make sure I'm right, because let me tell you, I have been doing some crazy stuff in the last few weeks about getting on the plane, where I'm performing, the dates that I've been putting into um, Instagram, uh, where I'm going to be at. Like this, I've been blessed. But being um, confused at the same time. And do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Bam. That was supposed to be. Shit, I don't even know what the fuck I'm supposed to be. That's crazy. Where am I going? All right, here we go. Um, June, June 24th, 25th. Catch me at the Virginia Beach Funny Bone. All right. Um, listen, get your tickets at funnybone.com. Tickets are going to go fast, ladies and gentlemen. Then July 1st and 2nd, catch me at the world-famous Improv in Tampa, Florida. If you was there last year, you already know it was one of the greatest shows. Oh, my God, this shit was packed to the top of the building. And I want to appreciate everybody. And don't forget July 10th. We have Country Club Hills Amphitheater, ladies and gentlemen. July 10th, get your tickets. It's going to be able to change. So, May God bless you, family. May you stay, keep your head up in Chicago. To all my fans around the world, friends, and who listen to the podcast, tell somebody who knows somebody about the podcast because we have great opportunities on this show. Shout out to Charlemagne the God, executive producer. Um, follow this brother. He's a good gem in this world. He's doing great things in this world. He's changing people's lives, and that's people that I go after. That's what I look forward to. And to everybody else, may your pain be champagne. Zoe, we'll talk soon. All right. Yes, sir, my brother. Uh, you take care of yourself, all right? I'm about to send this over to New York so they can do the editing. It'll be out tomorrow at 9 a.m. All right. Definitely appreciate you. Yes, sir. Talk to you soon. Make sure you follow TK Kirkland on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland for more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.